Well, I was going to say good morning, but uh, one of us is late. It's me. <clears throat> yeah, I'm the late one. You're right on time, but I'm late. But do you think that will stop us from having the simultaneous sip? <laughs> no. No. We're still going to have it, and it's going to be awesome. Probably the best one you've ever had. And all you need is a cup or a mug or a glass of tankard, chalice or stein, a canteen, jug or flask, a vessel of any kind. Fill it with your favorite liquid. I like coffee. And join me now for the unparalleled pleasure, the dopamine hit of the day, the special Thanksgiving version of the simultaneous sip. Yeah, it's happening now. Go. That's right, Josephine. You can't quit me. You're addicted. So am I. Well, all right, let me give you just a little uh, little uh, preview of what happened this morning. I was all ready to go this morning. Um, my notes were ready, and I was getting ready to fire it up. But life got in the way, so we had a little... Uh, a little uh, temporary crisis, which is now averted. Everybody's, everybody's fine. It all worked out. You don't need to hear the details. <laughs> Let's just say everybody's fine. That's all you need to know. All right? Um, can I give you a uh, Christmas purchase recommendation? Would you like an uh, idea for something to buy? So I've, I've talked about these before. These are uh, Bose headphones, over-the-ear headphones, and they're really good. But I thought they were good until I tried their upgraded one. I think it's the Bose 700 model or something like that. These are the best headphones I've ever experienced. I mean, it's just shockingly good. Now, they're, they're really overpriced. Uh, yeah, something cheap, please. Yeah, this is, this is for you know, a spouse or somebody important. But here's another clever thing they did. Can you see that? They tell you which one is the right side and the left. And you say to me, well, but they all do that. Do they? Here's the other one. (laughs) Here's the last model. Do they? Somewhere, I think, usually, like, if you use Braille, you can find a little R somewhere. But they fixed that. So, good recommendation. Uh, Really, seriously, it's the best headphones I've ever experienced for sound. All right, uh, let's talk about some newsy things. Do we want to talk about news? Is anybody even in a news mind today? Happy Thanksgiving, by the way. Happy Thanksgiving. Um, And we'll talk about uh, what we have to be grateful for in a minute. All right, uh, here's the fake news play of the year. And this was so clever by CNN that I'm actually impressed. Now, you might know that when bad news comes out or news that's counter to somebody's narrative, they usually wait till a Friday or a holiday to release it. Did you know that? Everybody knows that, right? That if there's bad news, they wait for a holiday or or a Friday so that there's just not enough time to chatter about it. So what did uh, CNN decide to publish on Thanksgiving? Maybe one of the slowest days of the year for news. Uh, There's a new study about the Arctic Ocean finding out that uh, apparently the melting started uh, decades before they thought. Do you see where I'm going? The warming started decades sooner, as in before humans had made that much difference. (laughs) Now... There are two quotes in here that I think tell you everything you need to know about the fact that they learned that the ocean had been warming well before, before humans had completely kicked up their CO2. Now, there was, there was already you know, industrial production and stuff, so there was CO2. Humans were producing it. But listen, listen to these two takes from the CNN article published on Thanksgiving. You ready? Here's one from an expert. This expert said, maybe the ocean is even more sensitive to CO2 than we thought. Because they're saying, gosh, it was already getting warm when it was only a little bit of CO2. So maybe it's more sensitive to CO2 than we thought. That's cognitive dissonance. You see it, right? (laughs) 
Can you all see that? That's the most ridiculous thing an expert ever said. The entire idea of climate change has to do with the fact that they have a pretty good idea how much CO2 does what. That's the whole theory. The whole theory is that this much CO2 will give you this much warming, etc. And now this expert has the gall to say, huh, maybe the ocean is even more sensitive than we thought. Not a little bit. It would be a lot. <laughs> so at the very least, the climate models have been debunked. If this is true, I mean, if this study holds up. At the very least, the models have been debunked, but not debunked in the way you think. Opposite. It would be much worse <laughs> if this is true, and that the, yeah, and I don't think it is, but if it's true that the climate is way more sensitive to CO2 than we thought, well, we're all doomed. Those models actually under, underrepresented how bad it will be by a lot. But that doesn't seem right, does it? Um, here's another take from another expert in the same article. All right, So one expert says, huh, maybe the ocean is more sensitive to CO2 than we thought. Here's a counterpoint from uh, somebody named Musha Tiello. He said, it's not clear how much of a role, if any, human-caused climate change played in the early Arctic warming, so not, not today, but in the early Arctic warming, and more research is needed. Those are pretty much opposites, aren't they? Here are your two experts, and one said, oh, it looks like that CO2 is really making a difference early, and the other one saying, uh, I don't think there was much role of CO2 there. We better find out where this warming is coming from. Uh, now, am I correctly interpreting this as debunking climate science? What do you think? I would say it does not debunk the big picture. I don't think it does that. Because I do think that there are probably enough ways you can test CO2 and does it raise the temperature, etc. But it does say there's some enormous variable that we were unaware of, like enormous, like changes everything. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think it's a coincidence. Now, the study came out uh, yesterday, so it would make sense that today would be the, when the news publishes it. But I've got a feeling that the authors of the study may have had something to do with when it came out. You know what I mean? <laughs> it may be a study they didn't want anybody to see because it, it really does punch a hole in at least our modeling of climate science, if not the danger itself, from the human part. This would actually suggest that the danger might be more. Just, just so I'm clear, if this new data is accurate and it stands up, it would suggest that the problem might be way worse than we think. So even though it's debunking climate science and the models, I would say, it's not telling you you're out of danger. It doesn't say that. So just to be clear, there's nothing here that would tell you you're out of danger. Uh, Rob Reiner, you all know him, a Hollywood uh, icon, and uh, doesn't like too many things that happen on the right. Here's what he tweeted uh, yesterday. An underage kid illegally takes an assault rifle across state lines kills two people and injures another, then is welcomed with open arms at Mar-a-Lago by the leader of the Republican Party, a mentally ill racist. This is where we are. God help us. This poor bastard, his news sources are so bad that he thinks that there was something about an illegal gun in this story. Does he not know that the, the charges were dropped? because they, they couldn't even think of a gun law that it had violated. Even when there were charges about the gun, nobody could identify any law that had been broken, even though there were charges. <laughs> so when it got you know, down to crunch time, they dropped the charges because, why? There's no applicable law. There's no law that he broke. <laughs> so the left still believes, still as of today, believes that an illegal gun is a big part of the story because, of course, that's the narrative. So, um, 
You have to be really, really uh, poorly served by your news sources to believe that that was an illegal gun or that it came, uh, went across state lines because neither of those things happened. All right, uh, the Biden administration is putting the screws on China and blacklisting some more companies. So I'm going to say good. Biden administration keeping the pressure on China. I don't think it's nearly enough. Can't be happy about it, but at least directionally it's... Okay. Um, I'm going to give you a primer story and then a story. Okay? So the first one's just a primer for what, what comes after. Because you know how you, how you accept some new information has to do with how you're primed to a large extent. So here's the primer story. There was a, uh, a black man who was released from prison, served 16 years for a rape he did not commit. Did not. 16 years in prison, and here is the evidence that convicted him. So um, it's an author, famous author, Alice Siebold, who said she got raped when she was younger. And she said that she was walking down the street and saw this gentleman who did go to jail and said that she thought it was him. So she identifies this guy just like a random guy walking down the street, And then I guess she couldn't pick him out of a lineup later, but somehow that was still good enough. But they had one other piece of evidence placing him there, which was a piece of hair. Later we found out that the technique they used to study that hair was wrong 90% of the time. 90%. 90% of the time it was a wrong wrong, uh, analysis. So the only thing they had is a... uh, Personal identification, which everybody knows is super bad, especially when it's cross-racial, right? White people trying to identify a black man, immediately you got problems, right, if it's a stranger. And so so that's the story. A, A completely innocent black man went to jail for 16 years on the strength of bullshit science and bullshit white lady identification, now, this was 16 years ago he went to jail, right? So that's your primer story. In case you're wondering, do black people have anything to complain about? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Look at this fucking... St- I'm sorry. Look at this story. They got a lot to complain about. However, however, this was 16 years ago. Has anything changed? Well, I'm sure innocent people are still going to jail. Hopefully less. But, you know, I'm sure it hasn't changed that much. All right, but that's, that's just your primer. We'll get to the second story that's also a primer. Um, you saw some of the uh, social media commotion because the news is treating the, the gentleman who's also black who drove the SUV into the crowd and killed, killed some people in uh, Waukesha. And the way that's being reported by the Washington Post is that it was caused by an SUV. That the tragedy was caused by an SUV. What? (laughs) Caused by an SUV? No, it was caused by a man who happened to have a car. Right? And um, presumably, because times have changed, maybe a little bit too much, that there's so much sensitivity about even mentioning the you know, ethnicity of the driver, which, which, to be fair, should not be, doesn't have anything to do with the story that I know of. Now, he was considered a racist, and he did, did kill white people, but I don't know that that had anything to do with it. I mean, that might have been, he might have been just somebody who runs over people and also somebody who's a racist. So... That's your second primer story, that the news is treating this uh, perpetrator as if somehow the car did it themselves. I mean, not really, but the, the way they write it. They are so softening the responsibility here. All right, now here's the story. Those were primer stories. And this will give you an idea how things have changed. <clears throat> so you all, you all know the uh, uh, verdict in the uh, uh, Ahmoud Armory, Arbery case. So this 25-year-old black man who was fatally shot when he says he went for a jog, but apparently he was not wearing jogging clothes. Do, do a fact check on me, because I haven't watched this one 
uh, as carefully as some other things. All right? So if I get a fact wrong, let me know. But uh, so three white men uh, thought that he fit the description of somebody who had robbed some stuff in the neighborhood, burglarized. And so they went after him uh, with at least one gun that was the fatal one that shot him. And they got into it, and they trapped him with the cars, and they, they tried to do a citizen's arrest. I guess Amud uh, at one point grabbed the barrel of the gun, at which point the person holding it pulled the trigger in the struggle and, and killed it. Now, uh, all three people were found uh, guilty of various life sentence-type um, problems, murderish stuff. Now, um, yeah... Now, first of all, number one, does anybody here think he was a, a jogger? Nobody believes that, right? It's not relevant. I mean, as far as I know, it's not relevant to the crime. Is it? I mean, I don't think it should be. All right. But it could tell you, you know, about his intentions, which might... I mean, I, I guess you could imagine that it would make the citizen's arrest more, uh, more appropriate. But it shouldn't matter... Because whether it was the right guy or the wrong guy, what happened happened, right? It didn't matter who he was. What happened happened. So, um, and I've seen, uh, let's see, I, I've seen a number of people say that the jury got it right. Uh, let me pull you right here. Did the jury get it right? For those of you who, yeah, he didn't steal anything, so, so he, he took nothing. And he was accused of uh, walking through or trespassing, I guess in a construction site, which uh, when I built my house, I'm looking at your answers coming across. When I built my house, uh, my neighbors all, I think they all toured through the (laughs) construction site at one point or another. It's pretty common. So I'm not going to say he's guilty of anything for looking at a construction site. Because what what the hell was he going to steal from a construction site? He didn't have a car. (laughs) And what are you going to carry away, plywood? I mean, I think he was just looking around. A lot of people do that. Uh, and I don't know about the jogging part. I mean, he might have been out for a walk, not a jog. I don't know. But none of that seems to be too terribly important to the actual alleged crime here. All right, so I saw a bunch of uh, different opinions, whether he was guilty or not. Uh, but I also heard um, in the news a lot of people saying, you know, 11 white people on a jury and they still convicted these white guys, uh, so justice was done. How many of you would say justice was done in your comments? Do you think justice was done? Because it was a mostly white jury, 11 out of 12, and he got, they got convicted, and they convicted white guys of killing the black guy. Justice is done? Well, why are, why are some of you saying no? Give me a hint. Give me just you know a few words on. Um, somebody says not enough information. <clears throat> Scared. Well, I have questions, so maybe somebody can help me with these questions. Number one, we all agree that um, ignorance of the law is no no excuse, right? If you thought something was legal, but it, or or you didn't, you just didn't know there was any law one way or the other and you committed a crime, you still go to jail, right? Now, unfortunately, even though your, your sense of fairness might not like that, unfortunately, the system has to work that way. Because otherwise, everybody would say, well, I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know you couldn't murder anybody. You know, you would get all kinds of crazy people say, well, who knew? I didn't know. So you pretty much have to have a system that doesn't let you use that excuse. Would you agree that you really couldn't, couldn't have a system unless you don't let people say, oh, I didn't know it was illegal? But what about a system where the people knew the law? What about the people... I'm, there's no ignorance here. What about people actually knowing the law and then in their own judgment, completely knowing the law... They observe their own actions, and they say, I know the law, and I know my actions, and I didn't see a problem. My actions did not break the law. Well, what about them? Did they go to jail? Suppose somebody else says they broke the law, but in their own opinion, they didn't. 
Because they also know the law, and they know what they did. They didn't break the law, in their opinion. Do you go to jail for that? Well, yes, right? You do, don't you? Let me ask you this. Suppose the, uh, uh, let's say the, uh, and I realize this, you know, I'm mixing together felonies and non-felonies and stuff, but just think this through. If the speedometer of your car was defective, and you, and it, let's say it was off by 15 miles per hour, and you got a ticket, but somehow you could prove later that your, your speedometer was uh, defective. And let's say the court actually believed it. Maybe there was a, a recall. So, that, so you say, look at the recall. The recall says, this is what these speedometers do. They show you 15 miles over the... Would, would you be just as guilty for believing the speedometer even though you couldn't have known, would you be guilty? Now, I realize this is a much more minor case. I see mostly yes. I see a no. I don't know how many of you are, who are lawyers. I don't know. But, what is, but would it feel fair? So forget about whether it was legal or not. You're the judge, and you know for sure that the speedometer was broken. What do you do if you're the judge? you know the speedometer was broken, and nobody got hurt. What would you say? I don't know. I feel like the judge would give them a break, don't you? Or, or maybe the cop would, whoever, you know, once they found out that there was a real problem. But here's my problem with the three uh, people who got convicted. I saw no evidence of their internal thinking that was problematic. Now, I think they made a horrible mistake, more than one. And I think that if, if the family were to sue them, if they had any money, I think that they would be held responsible. But I can't see the crime they committed. Is it just me? Now, here, let me, let me give you uh, a comparison to the Alec Baldwin thing. So this is sort of a, a gun owner's view of things. I saw a lot of people say, hey, it's not Alec Baldwin's responsibility because the armorer checked the gun and said it was fine. So it's not his responsibility. And then everyone who actually owns a gun said, what the hell are you talking about? (laughs) Everybody who owns a gun says, no, if your finger is on the trigger, there's nothing else to talk about, right? If you have a gun in your hand and your finger's on the trigger and you aim it and you pull the trigger... No gun owner is going to listen to an argument about how that's somebody else's fault, right? So far, you're with me, right? Um, But this is one of those situations. Because I, I don't think that Alec Baldwin should go to jail. Do you? I think the responsibility was absolutely his. He may not, you know, maybe there's no lawsuit that can touch him. But I don't think he should be arrested for that. Does anybody think that Alec Baldwin should be arrested when he couldn't have known he was going to be doing that, although his... I'm seeing some yeses from Peter. Uh, Yes, yes. Okay. You know, if if you want to be tough tough on uh, gun use, I think that's fair enough. All right, here's my thing. I'll give you my bottom line on this thing. To me, it looks like a a huge uh, racial or racist um, outcome. Does anybody else have that? It's being uh, most people are reporting it as a victory for lack of racism, but to me, it only looks incredibly racist, like full-on racist, as racist as you could be. Am I the only one who sees it? Because let's reverse this. Would it have gone the same way if the ethnicities had been reversed? I wonder. Now, like Alec Baldwin, here's my opinion of the person who had the gun in his hand. His fault. The, the person who had the gun, brought the gun, brandished the gun, pulled the trigger. It's his fault. All right. But was it illegal? Because I don't see a crime, exactly. Now, manslaughter? 
<clears throat> I don't know. Weren't they convicted for murder? Not manslaughter, right? Correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't it murder? It wasn't manslaughter, was it? Um, now, let's say, let's say that uh, they believed that he was or probably was or could have been the burglar. Do you believe that, he, that they believed that he was maybe a burglar? I do. I believe that they believe that. Do you think that they thought they were doing something that was not only legal, but pro-legal? I do. I think that they thought they were doing something that wasn't just legal. It was extra legal. Like, they were doing extra. As if they were doing the police, the police job for them. Legally. Because they could do a citizen's arrest. Now, how do you do a citizen's arrest if you don't stop the person temporarily? You know, wasn't that the imprisonment charge or something? And if you didn't have a gun, why would they stop? Now, um, go look at Georgia law. Okay, that's not helping me as much as you think it did. <laughs> um, they did not comply with the statute. But is that what they got charged with? Did they get charged with not complying with the statute? Now, suppose nobody had been killed. It wouldn't have been a big problem, would it? I mean, I guess it would be an awful thing that anybody had a gun pointed at them, especially if, they're, if they were innocent. But if it had just been a citizen's arrest, would we be having this conversation? Somebody says, call the damn police. Well, I'm not going to defend the wisdom of what they did. So hear me clearly on that. I think, I think that at least one of the three, and you could argue all three, are responsible. I think that that level of responsibility requires you know, some, some legal recourse. But I feel like it should have been a lawsuit. It doesn't feel like they knew they were committing a crime. It looks like they were trying as hard as they could not to commit a crime. Doesn't it? So if you know the crime, you're trying as hard as you can to not commit it, and then by your own account, I I think I succeeded. Here's the law. Here's what I did. Pretty good. I don't think I violated it. But they might be wrong. Do you go to jail for life for that? Now, I heard, uh, heard it said that there were 11 white jurors, and therefore um, they weren't, probably weren't intimidated, and you know, they just believed the evidence went that way. Do any of you believe that? It's 2021. If there's one, I don't know what the ethnicity of the other person was. Was the other person black? If there's one black citizen on the jury... It's 2021. All, the other 11 white people are just going to cave. You know that, right? Don't you all know that? There was only one vote if it was a black juror. So somebody says it was a black juror. Yeah. If it was 11 white people and one black juror in 2021, there was only one juror. It was the, the black juror. Because the other 11 were going to cave because it's 2021. Go back to the 60s, of course that's not going to (laughs) happen. I think in the 60s, they probably would have been freed or something, which also would have been not justice. So, um, your mind reading. Say more about that. What am I mind reading? Because I think everything I'm saying was either in evidence or a reasonable assumption that would get you off on a reasonable doubt. Um, also, was he or was he not a burglar? I don't think that matters, actually. It might matter to how you feel about it, but it, it doesn't matter to the crime or alleged crime. Uh, mind reading the juror intent. Oh, no, I'm just telling you, I'm, I, I'm not reading the juror's intent. So let me be more clear about this. I'm saying um, uh, conceptually, do a... Uh, do a mental exercise and put yourself in the room. I think you're going to cave. Most people would. So 
I don't think that the jury was fair. Um, and I, maybe there was no way to have a fair jury under this circumstance. So I don't think it had anything to do with the fact that there was one black person on it. But I, don't, I just don't think you could get a fair jury right now on a topic like this. Um, so I'm going to say that the white guys certainly are responsible for the death because they brought the gun. One of them had his finger on it. I don't know. You know, regardless of what the law is, I don't want to go all uh, Stephen Colbert, but regardless of what the law is, uh, there's certainly responsibility, if not broken laws. Um, So I guess I don't like anybody in this story. I don't like the three white guys who chased this guy down and made some huge blunders. And, uh, you know, well, I'm not going to say I don't like the the victim. Uh, I don't know anything about him except he had some... He had a sketchy past, but I'm not going to speak poorly of him. But I will speak uh, well of his father. Did you see uh, that uh, Ahmoud Arbery's father said uh, we, all lives matter? Did you hear that? He said it loud, and he said it clearly. He said, no, it doesn't matter your ethnicity. I'm paraphrasing. You know, n- nobody's, nobody's parent wants to go through this. Here's what this feels like. A little bit of a Jesus moment. Let me explain. Let me explain. Here's what I feel like happened. I feel that that jury convicted these three white guys as almost like Jesus dying on the cross. Now, it's an analogy, so don't get... This is nothing about religion, just an analogy. Here's what I mean. I feel like what it looks like is white people sacrificed white people because they didn't want to live in a world like this anymore. And I'm not sure that they looked at the law. You feel me? I feel like these white jurors, they may have been influenced by the one, one black juror. I don't know how you could not be. How could, how could you not be influenced by that, really? Um, I feel like a white jury sentenced white people almost out of guilt or something. And I feel like that when you watch this happen, you see white people throw white people under a bus, maybe for this, maybe for the collective sins of our past, I don't know. But the weird thing that this triggered was for Ahmoud Arbery's father to say the most awesome thing that anybody said in a year, which is, all lives matter. In this context, he said that. In this context, he said that out loud and in public. Wow. So here's my, I guess I'll summarize this by saying, I don't think that uh, the legal system was accurate in this trial. I do think something like justice happened, maybe too much. I'm not sure a life sentence was the right, right answer. Uh, but they had some responsibility. And I do think that there was at least a little feeling of a sacrifice. It looked like a human sacrifice to me. And it looks like it worked when you see Ahmoud Arbery's father saying, basically, he wasn't complaining about white people at that moment, was he? I, th- I think it worked. There might be something going on. It feels like it. I mean, maybe I'm too optimistic because it's Thanksgiving or something, but it feels like there's some kind of awakening going on. You know, certainly the, uh, the Rittenhouse case, a lot of people on the left found out that their news was completely fake. But I think we may also be in the process of finding out that the country was not nearly as racially divided as the news was. And, and you know, the pundits. So, um, well, anyway. I think CNN referred to it as a obvious brazen murder, or somebody did. An obvious brazen murder. I, I didn't see any obvious brazen murder. 
I saw some people who made really bad mistakes, but they certainly thought they were following the law and thought they were promoting the law by doing, doing the officer's work, basically. So, uh, I don't know. I, I, would, I would think that uh, in different times, in a different time, I could imagine that they would have gotten off with the benefit of a doubt. What do you think? Let's go back just, say, 10 years. Well, 20 years. Let's go 20 years. Do you think 20 years ago this case would have been decided the same? Um, No difference between this and lynching, Mike Berg says. What? (laughs) Correct me if I'm wrong, but in a lynching, you intend to kill somebody, don't you? I would say that's a difference. Mike Bird, what's wrong with you today? Uh, or are you... <laughs> okay, that was a very bad pun. I'm not going to repeat that. Um, now, there's also a Biden video in which it's been edited to make it look like he said, and you know, he said out loud, end of quote, instead of just reading the prompter and knowing it was the end of the quote. But it was a video taken out of context. What happens when I see a a legitimate story about a Biden video being taken out of context? Well, I tweet it. Because I tag it with, hey, it's just like the uh, fine people hoax and the drinking bleach hoax. And this this gives me a way to, you know, to take these Rupar videos and collect them together and maybe train the people on the left that their news is is fake and, and has been for a long while. Now, um, I will tell you that the response online to the whole uh, find people hoax, most people know it's a hoax now, or at least most people that follow me and I follow, most of them know it's a hoax. Um, is there anybody on here who doesn't know that the, the bleach drinking thing was a hoax, that Trump never said that? Is there anybody who thinks he actually said that? Now, I, I'm pretty sure nobody on Locals believes that, but is there anybody on... YouTube, uh, who doesn't know that's a hoax. I'm just looking to see it, because I know there's somebody here. Somebody says it was a joke. No, it wasn't a joke. Um, Joe Rogan pushed it hard. What about it? So the, the Trump saying maybe you should drink bleach for COVID uh, and don't drink any bleach for COVID, you'll die. Uh, But you know it didn't happen, right? Uh, It looks like nobody here is admitting that they still think that's true. I'm surprised. Yeah, he never said drink bleach, and he never said drink a disinfectant, and he was talking about UV light the whole time. On Trump's wiki page, both hoaxes are still there. It's funny, uh, because elsewhere on Wikipedia, you can see it's a hoax. What's this? Uh, Smirconish is the first person I heard the bleach hoax from, so I believed it at first. Smirconish? You think Smirconish believes the bleach hoax? Maybe he did at first, because at first, if you saw the video, it looked exactly like he did say that. It's just that it was an edited video, a Rupar. It was a Rupar video. All right, I feel like there was something else that happened today that I was going to talk to you about. Uh, I thought he said, can we do that? Not sure if it could be done. Yeah, he did say that, but of course he was talking about light. Uh, let's see. On the first day of the bleach hoax, he was covering it. Maybe you realized it was fake after. Oh, he did believe in it. You know, but, I, but how about now? Uh, I could certainly believe that people would believe it at first. Uh, Well, uh, yeah, I'm not going to give you any more details about the morning adventure, but let's just say all is well. Uh, Vance will not pursue Trump's COO. Oh, is that true? Is there new new information about the case against uh, the Trump business? Wow, if they don't go after the COO, it's over, right? Because wasn't the COO going to turn, they thought? 
That means that he doesn't know anything, I think. No charges. No charges on the Trump situation? Um, Holy cow. And that happened on Thanksgiving, too? Is that a coincidence? Is that a coincidence? Don't you think that that maybe they could have dropped those two on the nose? Uh, I guess I need to catch up on that story. I can't believe they dropped all charges. Are they're just not investigating anymore? Is that true? That can't be true, because I, I think they would never give up, would they? The timing of the release. If if it's true that they gave up on the on the Trump company charges, and they released that today, that's not a coincidence. Uh, please talk about term limits and Cuba economic embargo. You mean the economic embargo that's been on forever? Well, term limits, there's nothing to say. All the citizens want it. All the politicians don't, because it means they have to go look for a new job. But the politicians get to decide. So that's it. (laughs) It doesn't matter if you and I want it. We don't get to decide. The people who it would be bad for get to decide, so they decide not to do it. Um, Trump organization, CEOs are not expected to be charged. All right, so Jewel Eldora is sending me the... Uh, all right, so I'm looking at the news, breaking news now. The Trump organization and its chief financial officer, blah, 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 were charged... Uh, but where's the update? Uh, is not expected to be charged. So the COO won't be charged. And what about the rest of the case? Um, well, so is it possible he flipped? That's not possible, is it? He's not being charged, but does that mean he didn't do any crimes? I don't know. Uh, huh. All right, I'm just looking at it. Um, so, but, but the probe is not over. Right. So there's still, there's still probing uh, the Trump organization. It's just the COO won't be part of that, it looks like. Yeah, I don't think he flipped. I doubt it. So maybe there's nothing there. You know, a lot of smart people have said, if you look at any billionaire's taxes or business, you're going to find something. I mean, it's not a coincidence that, as Elon Musk said, that uh, billionaires have their own private audits. <laughs> I, I guess there's like a, a team just for going after like the billionaires, an audit team. So, so they get it both ways. All right, let's go back to comments. Back to... Ugh. I can make this work. Bear with me? All right. Um, Who'd like to uh, tell us what you're thankful for? I... uh, I'll tell you what I'm thankful for. Uh, I'm very thankful for all of you. And I say, this, I say this a lot, but I'm not sure that you believe it because it sounds like one of those things people say, but it's really true. Because this is such an interactive, and although it's a broadcast, it's very personal because your comments are coming in at the same time I'm talking. It feels very personal. And uh, you have definitely kept me alive through the pandemic. Um, I don't think I could handle the pandemic without all of you. And I hope that I gave something back that was you know, worth your time. Um, I will be doing lots of uh, micro-lessons on the Locals platform, trying to make sure everybody uh, uh, improves their life substantially. And uh, we, we will... Uh, oh, my God. Loco Valdez, Richard... 
Thank you for that. Um, I don't deserve that, but I enjoy it, so thank you. Yeah, um, (laughs) even if you annoyed me. No, you didn't annoy me. And I can't tell you how upset I was that I couldn't be here on time today. You know that, right? (laughs) I I don't know if it bothered you, but man, it bothered me. It bothered me a lot. So I wouldn't do it if it hadn't been important, and I know you trust me on that. Um, The video of the clothes hangers got you through? (laughs) All right. Um, I guess I don't have anything else to say, but... uh, Well, I'll tell you, it's been been a tough uh, week for me. Two major uh, plumbing leaks. I mean, like, bad ones. Uh, both of our cars are going to have to be in the shop. Neither of us were driving either car. Just bad luck. Both of them got uh, banged up pretty badly. And uh, I'll tell you, it's just, it's just been uh, one plot twist after another. I, I wish someday I could tell you. You know, obviously I can't. Like, uh, if I told you the stuff that I'm going through at the same time that you know, you're, you're seeing me do this stuff, you wouldn't even believe it. <laughs> Trust me, you would not believe it. So somebody said of me recently that I, I seem to be able to handle a lot of stress. You have no idea. <laughs> I, I might be able to handle more stress than anybody on Earth based on my, my track record. Um... Yes, trigger down, I believe I am. I was asked if I'm an energy monster, and the answer is, yeah. You hypnotize yourself, too. I did. (laughs) You get uh, political news from a cartoonist and legal news from a bourbon-swilling, cigar-chomping YouTuber. (laughs) Um... All right, I'm just looking at your comments now because I just enjoy I enjoy the uh, time here. Um, did Biden ever release his taxes? Yeah, he did. Thank you, Vet. All right, now for those of you on uh, the YouTube channel, you can get extra stuff, the good stuff, on the Locals uh, subscription channel. So if you get an annual subscription, it's only 5 bucks a month, and I guarantee that you'll get at least $1,000 worth of value every month. So for $5, I'll give you $1,000 worth of value. And if you don't get that value, you can unsubscribe. Not much lost. Steve says, my books changed your life. Who else would say that? How many people would say that something I said or did in my books or otherwise changed your life? It's a lot. (laughs) You know, the first time I ever asked this question, uh, I was blown away. I I had no idea that the things I was doing were making that much of an impact. I mean, I intended to make an impact, but you don't see the feedback necessarily unless you ask. But I, I wish you could see on... Um, I, I wish the YouTubers could see the comments on Locals. So the people who subscribe there probably had you know, maybe more effect uh, from my output. But it's almost... I mean, it's just a solid line of people saying they got something good out of it. Um, books helped your business. Uh, how much do you bench? <laughs> Um, I don't know. I don't bench. Should I? Um, I mean, I just I just got a setup in my garage, so I can. But you know, I, I just don't like bench pressing for some reason. I just do everything else. What's the difference between bench pressing and well, never mind. You inspired me to open a drug rehab. Springwell Health. I'll be darned. Do you exercise on pot? Oh, yeah, it's the best. 
exercising on sativa, it's it's just the best. Um, View of the world, you want to know you're with you? Oh, thank you. Bench presses messes up your shoulders. It feels like it would. I think that's my problem with it. I don't like heavy weights. Oh, you listen to the audio version of my book every six months. Um, are you influenced by Stoicism? Not directly, no. Um, but how, do, how do you find, define Stoicism? Just as not, care, not acting like you're all excited about stuff? Uh, try dumbbells, could be less stress. Yeah, I use, uh, I use individual dumbbells, that's correct. What's sativa? It's, a, uh, it's the kind of marijuana that's not indica. So indica is good for getting sleep, and the other one, sativa, is good for uh, exercise. In fact, it makes exercise enjoyable. It takes exercise from, oh, to da-da-da-da-da. Do you swim for exercise? I do in, uh, in the summer. Set both of your brains on fire. You send your husband and kids to Thanksgiving without you, so, you, well, at least you have a good book. Marijuana lowers testosterone. You know, I probably need that. I have too much. Uh, have you seen Sigma Grinds? I have not. Yeah, that's what it feels like, the Georgia comment I saw there. Um, all right, just looking at some of your... Oh, I didn't know that. that the sativa and the indica come from different places. Makes sense. Hey, Tim. Glad you like the show. Cat's doing great. Um, so, yeah, cat's doing great. Have you ever considered going on with Tim Pool? Yeah, I would do that. But, you know, um, at the moment, I'm not taking any, any invitations. I just have too much to do. What if Q is real? You know... Can we finally say that the Q people were wrong about everything? Did the Q people not there yet? The Fox News had uh, Richard Painter on to talk about Biden's art. Somebody named Painter was talking about his paintings. Had to fail as a comic book? Mm, I don't think so. Um... Scott, how does one reconcile commitment to a goal and lack of free will? It's no problem. You're going to do what you're going to do. So you don't have to worry about the lack of free will one. It's just going to, whatever happens is going to happen. So there's nothing to reconcile. Um, How do you like America's trajectory? Interesting question. You know, because the news focuses on bad stuff most of the time, it would be real easy to imagine that the country is just going to hell, right? <laughs> All the, the wokeness and the riots and everything else. But except for inflation, which does bother me, uh, and debt, same thing, really, uh, we've never been better. Now, obviously, the masks and the vaccines are a gigantic pain in the ass, but it's also temporary. Now... Um, uh, I did cover Ahmed. You, you missed it. I'm pretty sure you would have wanted to see that <laughs> based on the way you came at me. Um, yeah, inflation hurts hurts pretty much everybody. I don't think it's going to turn into an endemic because if I've told you one thing, uh, I'll tell you again. The citizens of the United States are in charge of the country. As long as we're being asked to do things that a lot of citizens think sounds reasonable, even if it isn't, right? If a lot of people think it sounds reasonable, then people will sort of put up with it if they think it's temporary. 
But the moment the government says, you know, it's not temporary, the, the citizens will just take over. So I'm not worried about the slippery slope. It's a huge inconvenience to all of us. But the citizens will decide. When we're ready, meaning enough of us, we will take back our country. Are you right? You're, you're with me, right? When we're ready, we'll take it back. Do you know why we haven't taken it back yet? We're not ready. We're not ready. And maybe we won't be. Maybe we won't be. Because it could you know, just take care of itself, right? Um, this is one of those decisions between wanting and deciding. Probably one of the most useful frames you'll ever hear. What we want is for the masking to go away. What we want is for more freedom without vaccine passports. Am I right? That's what we want. We haven't decided. The same day we decide, meaning enough of us, the same day we decide, it'll happen. But stop talking to the government. It's not up to them. <laughs> it's, it's your fellow citizens. Convince your neighbor. Because once we're ready, once we decide, that's it. You know, if it, we're not Australia. Sorry, Australia. We're not Australia. There's a reason we're armed to the teeth. Do you know what the reason is? That the citizens are armed to the teeth? It's because we're in charge. (laughs) The ones with the guns are in charge. We're in charge. And we will take this decision when we're ready. Just not ready. So all of you who are worried that, oh, the government is going to lock us down forever and whatever they're doing... You could be afraid of your fellow citizens, but I'm not worried about the government. The government works for us in this country. In Australia, the people work for the government, apparently, because the people have no guns, so they have to work for the government. But not here. No. No. There, there is something about the American character, if you will, that in, in some ways keeps the whole world together. <laughs> and the big part of that American character is I'm flexible. I'm very flexible. Hey, you need something? I'm flexible. Until I'm not. Until I'm not. That's the American character. We are flexible until we're not. And once we're not, get out of the fucking way. Because that's like I say to about Europe, you know, defending itself from Russian attack or something. <laughs> Europe just needs to get out of the way. <laughs> if anything goes down like that, just get out of the way. We'll take care of it. Uh, <laughs> brush your teeth and floss your guns. Um, if <laughs> what, what was this? If Rittenhouse turns out bad... <laughs> Did you discuss the Botswana multi-mutant variant? <laughs> yeah, now we've got a new, a new variant. So let me ask you this. Um, variants are very rare, at least the Delta kind. They don't happen very often. If another variant pops up at exactly the wrong time, meaning you know, the timing is suspicious, I'm not going to believe these are variants. I'm going to believe that they're just being released on some kind of a schedule. I'm just not going to believe it's a variant, because I just don't think I just don't think the variants are going to happen as often as this. And remember, I told you what are the odds you'd have you know a, a, a billions of people with this virus, and you'd get one bad variant, the Delta. That didn't seem suspicious to you. Billions and billions of people with all these mutations and variants, and if all that action. Just one bad one. What are the odds of that? Now, if there had been three bad ones, I wouldn't say anything about it. Well, wow, I guess you get bad ones in this situation. But one, just one. Just one bad one. Nope, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying that that naturally occurred. By the way, has anybody else ever said that? I don't know if anybody else has said that the fact that there was this one bad variant... That's a little too suspicious for me. 
I'm not buying it at all. And not only that, but I won't buy it even if scientists can trace back, like right back to the, the frickin' bat, if it's a bat or a pangolin or whatever the hell it is. I don't care how much they can trace and track the origin of the Delta variant. If there's only one, I don't believe it. Don't believe it. Zero I would believe, and a hundred I would believe. Am I right? But exactly one. Exactly one. No. I'm sorry. I'm not buying one. Now, if this Botswana thing turns out to be the second one, and maybe there's one after that, then I would start maybe modify my opinion. And say, oh, I guess they do come fairly often. But even now, they're coming on schedule. Do you believe that variants come on schedule? That seems a little a little bit uh, suspicious. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like a subscription to variants. Exactly. Nice one, tech support. Um, yeah, on, on schedule for keeping us subdued. Exactly. Now, how many of you think that it's a master plan to uh, train the public to do anything the government says? How many of you think that's the case? That, that it's part of the bigger, the bigger plan to dominate us? Yeah, I don't think so. All right, I'm going to tell you one uh, embarrassing story about me, and then I'll let you get back to Thanksgiving, Okay. Anybody want to hear an embarrassing story about me? All right. So I'm having some construction done in the house, some, uh, some work done, and it's very dusty. And uh, the, the uh, gentleman doing the work um, sent a cleaning crew over to knock the dust off of stuff until they come back on Monday. So the cleaning crew was in the house, just two people, two young women. And... Um, and some uh, groceries got delivered outside. So I went to go get the, the groceries, and I was uh, uh, less than happy to find out that uh, two of the things were these 35-bottle uh, water, water cases, or whatever you call it, you know, grouping of water. Now, they keep going up from like, oh, there's 24, and then it was 32 in a pack, and now it's 35. Lifting up a, a like one of those things of 35, they're pretty heavy, aren't they? Have you tried to pick up a... Is that what they're called? Flats? Would that be the word? Um, but here's the good news. Uh, I've been working out a lot, especially during the pandemic, and my muscles are actually bigger than they've ever been uh, in my whole life. I've never been this fit. And so I said to myself... I'm just going to grab these things. I'm going to toss it up like I'm a waiter. And I'm going to walk past these, these two women who are doing the cleaning in my house, and I'm going to make them think to themselves. They won't say it out loud, but I'm going to make them think to themselves, damn, he's pretty strong. And so I uh, picked it up, threw it over my shoulder, and then I did my best imitation of a guy who was not using any effort whatsoever. I just walked through. Didn't say anything. Just waltzed through with a giantly heavy water pack on my shoulder. Put it in the refrigerator. Felt pretty good about myself. Story's not over. There's more to the story. Happened to be looking at my security camera footage for some unrelated thing and saw that the uh, there was a little video clip there from the gentleman who delivered the water to my front steps. Now, what you need to know is that my front steps are at the top of a, a pretty ugly walk up a hill. Yeah, so the sidewalk is uphill. And if you're going to carry one of these 35-bottle water things up that hill, if you're the delivery person, it's, it's kind of not too happy, right? So I wanted to see how the delivery guy handled these two uh, flats, if you want to call it, of water. And let me, let me tell you what I saw. <laughs> he comes walking up the stairs with one on each shoulder. 
like he was completely unbothered, like he had two feathers on his shoulder. <laughs> now, you could tell this, there was somebody who did some working out. Um, and <laughs> I'm only going to tell you his ethnicity so you can picture it better. Right? It doesn't have anything to do with the story. But he was black, and he clearly had been to the gym, if you know what I mean. So <laughs> he comes, he's got these two big water bottles on his... Uh, and he's just walked up the steepest hill with these two things. And now I say to myself, okay, okay, show off. Let's see you put them down. Let's see you put them down. Because this is going to be, this is going to just be a mess, right? So he's got these two magnificently heavy things. He walks over, and this is how he put them down. He goes, he claps them together, and he just sets them on the ground, and he walks away. (laughs) He clapped them together. Clap. <laughs> now, there was a guy who's moved some, some weight, right? Not only has he been to the gym, but that's a guy who's moved some furniture. You know what I mean? Right? He knows how to, how, how to move heavy, heavy stuff. <laughs> so let's just say I don't think I'll be showing off my big old muscles carrying water bottles through the house again. Because that put me in my place pretty fast. <laughs> yeah, I should have been bench pressing instead. But the the fact that he had no problem getting them off his shoulders just made me practically cry. <laughs> anyway. Um, so I'm going to go back to the gym and, and try, try to improve on that. All right, that's all I got. I'm going to leave you with that. i got to go do some holiday stuff. I want all of you to have the best possible Thanksgiving you you can, and I will see you in the morning, unless there's another crisis, but you never know. Bye for now.